And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. No need to adjust your headset or anything like that. No, it's not Mickey Brennan on voice today. It's myself, Alan Tormey, filling in for Mickey Brennan, who is above with the Northern Lights in Iceland. So, Davey, I have to take the reins today. I hope you don't mind. No, you're all good, Al. Uh, we all knew he was an ordinary at heart anyway, and uh, he took an unbelievable video. I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter earlier on, and uh, he had to fucking ruin it by putting his big ugly mug in the middle of it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go and have a look back. But yeah, he's away anyway, but we're delighted to have you. Yeah, did I seen the video. It was kind of one of them Ryan Reynolds moments where he didn't want to get herself into it. Like It was all about yeah. him. You know, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> The real, the real look at me kind of a video, you know what I mean? Like, um, so you, you had a busy weekend, Davey. You were, um, you were in Ashbourne yesterday at the meet under 20s, and then you took a trip to the, to the west coast today to Sligo to watch the haulers. So, I suppose we will start with the haulers. Um, a good win, um, needed, and and and, and I suppose things are going well for the haulers. Yeah, absolutely. Al. I suppose they, they've got back-to-back wins now for the first time in a long time. I said it to Shorsha after the game today that that was the first time I can, in my memory, and he said it's the first time he's been involved with them and he's involved a couple of years now that he can remember them winning back-to-back games. And granted, the performances haven't been uh, absolutely pristine or anything like that. They're just grinding out the victories. And I suppose at the level at which they're at now, teams are, are probably going to drag them down and it's just a case of getting the wins on the board, trying to get promoted as quickly as possible and, and moving on. Um, and they were down a couple of key, key men as well today. Uh, the likes of Shawnee Garrity and Eamon O'Donica would have been big losses to them, uh, along with Damien Healy, who was suspended. But the lads that came in did well and uh, along with 15 points from Pajo Handrahan, that, that, um, that was just the tonic for them. Yeah, I see that. Like, Paul Johanrahan's uh, 15 points like this, on, on a scoreline that finished Mead 22 points to Sligo's 113. So it was a six-point victory for Mead down in Sligo. Um, obviously, like, you know, it, it says it all. Paul Johanrahan was the main fella, 15 points. Pa Ryan got three points, uh, you know, and a couple of points, a point each for four other lads. Like, but... You know, we'll obviously go into it a lot more in depth, Mickey uh, or Mickey and I and calling you, Davey, uh, in the Patreon podcast, so Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. And you got interviewed from Sarah Buffin, Podger Hanron, and Pa Ryan. So I suppose, like, as you said, Sarah, you'll be overly happy 
back-to-back wins and, you know, it's put... Now, look, these are teams that Mead should be beating, but, you know, in the league, nothing ever comes easy. That's it. And I know for most of them, Mead lads, it was their first trip to Markovic Park and it's a, it's a really tight ground. The surface wasn't the best and... There was an element of the unknown going down there. I know uh, they'd, they'd look back on a game they played two or three years ago, but they couldn't really get too much information as as recently. So you're you're always going to have that. It's kind of like a, a big team uh, in, in the Premiership going away to a smaller, lesser team in, in a cup competition. And I suppose Mead, whilst they aren't absolute powerhouses or anything like that, they would have been operating at a bit at a higher level than that. So uh, listen, it's another it's another win chalked off. And they have a big game against Donegal next uh, Sunday. Donegal were good victors over London over the weekend. So that should be a step up again for me. Like I said, Andrew Kilcullen, he, he notched up nine points. He seemed to be their danger man. So he seemed to be the one taking the freeze in 65s for, for, for them. But, you know, apart from that, it kind of, you know, handled everyone else well. You know, it was 22, score, 22 scores to 14 scores. Um. And it's always nice to outscore a team, right? The goal didn't come, but you know, twenty-two points was decent enough, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there were there were a lot of uh, frees awarded. I know we'll probably chat about that on on the Patreon podcast in a little bit more detail than this. But uh, I suppose Podge was was clinical with his ones, and um, on the flip side, Andrew Kilcullen was was good with his ones. So. Uh, yeah, it, it was a game of freeze, really. There wasn't too much else happening or clear goal-scoring opportunities. But 22 points, as you say, it's good scoring. It'll win you. It should win you most games, really. And again, as I said, uh, keep a, an ear out for the Patreon We Are Mead uh, special podcast just for this uh, game between Sligo and Mead. And we'll have interviews from the from the three guys. So well worth to take a listen to that. Davey, you were in Ashbourne on Saturday. Um, the Leo Murphy Cup, uh, the under-20 development uh, league, got underway and the spoils were shared between Mead and last year's All-Ireland under-20 winning champions, Tyrone. It was Mead 1-9, Tyrone 12 points. Uh, uh, last last minute, uh, Tom Bowden point, uh, grabbing the draw for Mead. Uh, overall, Davey, good performance? Yeah, good performance. Yeah, good game as well. Really good quality for, for I suppose, this time of year. First out and competitive, be at least for both of the sides. And uh, a little bit of a rematch of the, the 2021 minor decider as well. I know Mead had, I think, seven starters from that minor final, Al, uh, which you'll be well aware of. And um, they they played pretty good across the uh, across the hour, put themselves in a winning position, then looked like they'd lost it and managed to rescue it late on. To be fair to Mead, they did make seven changes in that second half. And John McCarthy, who I heard heard during the week speaking about, you know, the college commitments that certain lads have, that he was always going to, you know, pull pull lads off with 30 or 40 minutes gone. And he did that. Like Owen Frayne, who was magnificent on the day, was withdrawn with about 15 minutes to go. And uh, on the flip side, Tyrone only made a couple of changes. So whilst the substitutes eventually did well, you, you mentioned Tom Bowden there, he came on and got the equalising point with his first touch. I think if Mead had probably kept their first 15 on the pitch or, or something close to that, I'd imagine they probably would have went on to win the game. But uh, across the hour, I think Throne were probably good value for the point. It was a fair result in the end. Is Rory Canavan the real deal, is he? He's he's a, he is yeah he's an absolute sicko. Uh, I I haven't really seen him uh, in the flesh anyway up to 
up to now and uh, I was blown away by how good he was. Me tried a few, they tried Conor Ennis, they tried Sean Leonard, but fairness to them, they couldn't really get, get a grasp on him at all. He was outstanding, finished I think with nine points, uh, beautiful two-footed footballer, lovely silky smooth and just as this unerring ability, you're getting into these pockets and positions, um, he's, he's savage. The one thing I would say though, I know me, they're relying on own frame quite a bit for scores, but Tyrone's probably over-reliance on Canavan for scores is, is something that could be their undoing, possibly. You know, I think they finished with 12, he got nine. Um, so possibly that's something that they'll be looking at, uh, getting getting a few other scores on the board. Um, interesting to see Owen Mulligan as well on the sideline for them. So I suppose if anybody's likely to unearth another score aside from Canavan, you'd imagine Mulligan would have a have a big part to play in that. Look, I know we'll we'll touch a lot more on the, this game when we review it on for for our Patreon uh, podcast. Um, but one thing I noticed, uh, Davy, from the Mead side, is it's it's great to see a couple of lads that was brought in on the back of some excellent championship performances that probably wouldn't have been involved at underage level. The likes of say Brian O'Reilly, um, Tom Bowden. I'm not too sure. Lockett O'Connor mm. had much involvement. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Um, you know, it's great to see that, you know, championship performances stood to them guys last year and they got brought in for the under-20s this year. I couldn't agree more with you. Lorcan O'Connor, he's still still in some paths. I think he's in sixth year now at the moment. And as you say, Brian O'Reilly, a man that I suppose we'd, we'd see plenty of being out around uh, Kells, uh, the, the St. Michael's man. He's a terrific footballer. And I suppose Tom Bowden as well, like products of maybe the regional championship. And, and that's, I suppose, something that John would have, John McCarthy probably would have seen a little bit more of Brian O'Reilly in that environment. And even Brian O'Halloran, I know he was on that minor team, but I think he started the first round game of the minor championship, but didn't play a whole pile after that. I thought he was excellent, uh, the, the Beliver man. Really, really impressive. And there's a lovely blend of, of both of the teams. It'll take a little bit of time for it to gel. Still a lot of lads to come back into it as well. Um, who are carrying injuries and there was a couple more that sustained injuries in that game so uh, you know John is John is trying to utilise his panel in the best possible way but it's a, it's a very talented bunch Al. Brian O'Halloran he, he, he's very energetic he'd, he'd hardly get that from the father would he like you know <laughs> uh, he gets a bit I of know, aggression from the father are you <laughs> I, know Pat, I know Pat well and uh that would be an energizer bunny, so Brian is a chip off the old block. But yeah, um, we we'll obviously have the the Patreon forward slash We Are Mead um, review podcast of the the Mead Tyrone game, and you caught up with John McCarthy and Owen Friend, so they're two excellent interviews to have a listen to. So well worth uh, subscribing, you know, to the We Are Mead podcast for. You know, as little as five euro a month, or it's five fifty dollars, or whatever it is a month. It's well worth it for the for the content that's given out uh, every every month. Um, looking ahead, then, Davy, to next week, uh, fixture wise. Um, I don't know what you're going to do to yourself on Saturday, but you, you kind of have to be in three different places at once. Uh, well, there's you definitely won't be able to and you'll be, you split yourself at two p.m. But the mid under twenty footballers are above in the or in their playing down at two PM. Uh, our ladies, mead uh, ladies are playing are playing Mayo ladies at two PM in Park Halton. So you're gonna have to make a decision there, Davy. And then at five PM on Saturday the eighteenth, our adult senior footballers make the trip to 
the daunting own bag for a 5pm throw-in, while our haulers, as you touched on earlier, they're at home on the Sunday against Donegal with a 2pm throw-in in Park Halton. So, Davey, have you any idea where you're going Saturday? I think it'll be Derry. I think I think we might do an overnight on Friday night in Derry, so it'll it'll be just the five o'clock game. I would have liked to have got maybe the under twenty game in en route, but uh yeah, it's gonna be a huge, hugely busy weekend, I suppose, for a variety of mead teams. A lot on the line. Both the hurlers and footballers putting their hundred percent starts to the campaign on the line. You've got the twenties looking to get their first win and stay unbeaten. And the ladies very much uh, you know, a big game for them. They're at a crossroads now. A win will put them back in the promotion picture and defeat would actually drag drag them closer to the abyss of a relegation scrap. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a huge weekend. Four me teams out in action and uh, promises to be a, a very hectic weekend for all the Mead supporters out there as well. Well, for four wins on the board. <laughs> Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Right, Dave, it was a busy weekend uh, in the club scene as well. Um, we obviously had the second round of the, the cup competitions uh, between the Fesh Cup, Cornabinia, Talton Cup, Talton Shield. Um, I'll just flick through some of the results, Davy, and we'll see what kind of stands out to yourself. <clears throat> On Friday evening, uh, in Group A of the JMB Sportsfield Services Fresh Cup, Sanchez Town had a 14 points to 1-9 victory over St. Colum Kills. On Saturday, the 11th of February, uh, in Grange Garden, Gail Colum Kill had a 1-12 to 9 points victory over Dunshockland. In Group B, Dunhamore Ashburn had a 2-13 to 1-6 win over their near neighbours, Ratholt, while Simonstown picked up their first win of the campaign, with a 16 points to 11 win over Trim. In Group C, St. Peter's Dunboyne had a one-point victory over Balnebracchi, 11 points to 110, while Nafina defeated Curraha, 111 to 9 points. In Group D, then, there was just a single, the one game, as is a three-man, a three-team group. Summerhill, 3-9, Wolf Tones, 10 points. So that leaves Summerhill on four points, with Screen and Wolf Tones on zero points. Group A of the Seamus Connolly Catering Cornabina. Um, we had Castletown 315, Longwood 110, and it was a share of the spoils for Beliver and Mead Hill with nine points apiece. In Group B, we had St. Patrick's 118, Waterstown nine points, so a second win for St. Patrick's, and St. Michael's 114, Dunderry 16. We actually had St. Patrick's 315 to St. Michael's 19. On the Tuesday, which obviously wasn't covered on the podcast last week. Uh, group C of the Cornabina, we had Ratkenny 4 5, Nobber 9 points, and Dulik Belliestown had a 113 to 19 victory over Navano Matneys. In Group D of the Cornabina, we had Oldcastle 11 points, Bechtel 7 points, Trumbara Emmets picked up their second win, 11 points to Blackhall Gales 1 6. 
And then on to the Talton Cup, we had in Group A, Clannagale 313, St. Bridget's 112, and Dunsany had a late victory over Ballinlock 110 to 18. In Group B, there was just a single game, Kilbride 414, St. Vincent's 110. While in Group C, it was just the one game also, Myla 29, St. Ulton's 113, so a two point win for, um, for Myla. In the Talton Shield, then, we had in Group A, there was actually no result in for the Boardsmill-Clanard game. Not too sure what happened there. Um, in Group B, Minolte had a 2.14 to 9 points win over Drumconra. And in Group C, this morning in Slane, Slane had a 2.16 to 2.10 win over Carneros. Uh are not out as ourselves the weekend, Davey. But uh, I suppose looking at them kind of results, anything from the first Cup standout? It was a, it was a great weekend for uh, or great week sorry for some pots wasn't it all two wins in the week Tuesday and uh, Sunday two big wins as well for them and that propels them right to the top of the table I suppose in in your own group it's quite interesting you've got a second win and Centralstown somewhat of a of an upset there against St Colm Kills so uh, if I'm not mistaken that group uh, is is pretty pretty open still going into the final round isn't it all to play for. Yeah, like because like we we play Gilcom Kill Place in Column Kills on on Friday night, and you know where where Gilcom Kill to lose by three points, it would probably push St Column Kills through. Like you know, so it is. It's it's all to play for. Uh, wasn't probably surprised by the by, by the result Friday night. Sentinel were very impressive uh, on the opening week against ourselves and only a little late Reen early goal for Gail Colin Kill kind of stole the victory so wouldn't have been overly surprised to see Sanchestown beats in Colin Kills I know they had a bit of a comeback themselves on Friday so um, looking at probably St. Colin Kills you know Jody kind of probably just settling in as well see the, uh, the, the three Ekchaya lads uh, made national news playing for the first time together at adult football. So that's a great story in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great to see. I suppose it just it just illustrates the um, the strength and depth that St. Colm Kills have in the ranks and still a number of players to come back from obviously the under-20 commitments that are going on as well. Um, it's just, just interesting to see a couple of teams playing their first games. Kilbride put up a huge victory against St. Vincent's. I think 4-14 to 1-10. Vincent's coming off the back of a decent draw the first day against Sidon, but that's probably a statement a statement win from Kilbride. They'll be expected to go pretty close, I would say, this year in the junior A, Alan. Yeah, and that's it. And look, uh, uh, like you know, from Kilbride's point of view, you can see um, their underage success over the last few years is bearing its fruits now, like because they seem to be putting up high scores, and like they have a lot of guys involved at under twenty level, minor level, all that kind of stuff, and they're only going to get better as the year go on, like. They're the type of team that you wouldn't want to be drawn in the Junior A Championship. Um, like looking at last year, you'll always obviously have Dunsany uh, towards the top, but you know you'd be afraid in case Dunsany, you know, have that kind of just not being able to get over the line. You know, it, it's going to get harder and harder every year. When you see the likes of Kilbride who are bleeding in these youth, you know. They'll, they'll go close definitely this year in the Junior A Championship but more of that Davey we'll obviously be we'll be focusing more on that and the on the club um, podcast uh, we'll have a, a special podcast on the Patreon forward slash we are mead 
We'll be re- reviewing all the games as well as looking forward to next week's uh, fixtures on the club. So again, pop over to the, the We Are Mead uh, on Patreon. I ju- and just uh, to come across, y'all, is, uh, I just got a result for that uh, Talton Shield Group A game between Boards Mill and Clannard. Not sure why it was left out of that, but Boards Mill were handsome victors, 310 to six points and finished Clannard, putting it right up to Kilmaine and Wood last weekend. But a great start for Boards Mill. Um, easy victors over Clannard this morning. Great to see Clannard feeling. And that's, you know, not been any way bad to Clannard. But like one thing I noticed from the from the report last week, they did a serious amount of subs. So obviously, again, Clannard have put a lot of work in at underage level. And you can see where they were joined up with, with Longwood for a couple of years. And then they were on their own. I think they won an underage tournament. It could have been under 15 or, or, or a minor tournament there not so long ago in the last couple of years. So, it's great to see them, you know, obviously competing and, and you'd love because, you know, especially for the for the facilities they have over in Clannard, you know, they deserve to have a team to match the facilities. Absolutely. It's fantastic, as you say, and, and let's hope they can keep it keep it going out for the duration of the year. Um, it'd be great to see. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact P.R. Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Yeah, we'll just look forward to next week's uh, predictions there, next week's fixtures. Um, so, in obviously, good out of the Fesh Cup games are on at the same time. It's uh, in Pilltown, St. Column Kills versus Gale Column Kill, while in Town it's Town versus Dunshockman in Group B. Where Ashman will face Trim, uh, while Retort will welcome Simonstown to uh, Shawnee Park. In Group C, Nafina <clears throat> play Dunboyne, while in Curraha, Curraha play Balnabracky. In Group D, then it'll be just Wolf Tones against Screen. In Group A of the Cornerboyne, it's Castletown v Beliver, uh, and Longwood v Mead Hill. Uh, St Michael's then play Waterstown, while Dunderry play. St. Pat's. Then in Group D, in Group D, we have Oldcastle v. Drumbarra Emmets. So that'll be a winner takes all. And Beckham v. Blackhall Gales. In Group A of the Talton Cup, Dunsany v. St. Bridget's, Ballinlaw v. Clan the Gale. While in the Talton Cup, we have Kilbride v. Sidden. In Group C, St. Oldens v. Kilmainham. And then on the Talton Shield, Group A, Boardsmill v. Clannard. While the following week then is Kilmainham Wood v. Boardsmill. And then on Friday the 17th of February, Minaldi will play St. Mary's. And in Group C, we have Slane v. Cartown. So I'm sure you look forward to the trip up to Slane, uh, Davey. Yeah, winner takes all, Al. Slane obviously had a great victory over Karen Ross on Sunday morning, so that'll be a tough one for us on the road, but um should be a good test for us uh, early in the season. You opened with a draw, was it? Yeah. 
Yeah, draw against Karen Ross. So I suppose it was always likely to go to the last game and Karen Ross are now out. So it's a winner takes all clash next Sunday. Win will put, a win will put you through, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Nothing nothing but a win. Davey, then on to the lotto. Um, I assume you have your, your, your list of lottos in. We do indeed, yeah. And we'll come to your own one in a couple of minutes as well. Uh, the first one I have in is from Kilmainham. Uh, the results from the sixth. Uh, the numbers drawn were 1, 6, 8 and 21. The lucky dip winners were Kelly Tormey, Ashlyn Brennan, Daisy Campbell, Emar Clark and David Morgan. Next week's jackpot rolls on to €5,900. Gail Cullum Kill from last week, the 9th of February. The numbers were 12, 15, 21 and 25. €2,550 of a jackpot wasn't won. There were two match three winners who'll share 150 quid between them. Thomas Tormey and Paula Smith. It moves on to 2700 next week. Corton from last Friday night, 12,900 12, euro of a jackpot wasn't won. 5, 6, 28 and 31 the numbers. 520 euro winners were Liz Henry, Trevor Coyne, Eileen Flanagan, Shireen Flanagan, and Stephen McKenna. Next week's jackpot is a lovely 13,000 and you can play it at courtandga.com forward slash lotto. Blackhall Gales from the 6th of February, 10,000 euro of a jackpot, which it's currently capped at, wasn't won. 13, 15, 21 and 27 the numbers. 30 euro, 30 euro lucky dip winners were Rita Jennings, Jimmy and Ann Leddy, Mark Crampton, Ashlyn Rogers and Richard Mulligan. Dunshocklin from the 7th of February, 6, 9, 15 and 19. There were no jackpot winners. Three match, three winners collecting 70 euro each. Pat Hurley, Her- sorry, Dennis Keeley and Ursula Somerville. Next draw takes place tomorrow, Monday, the 13th of February at half eight, live on Facebook with 4,600 euro with 200 added into that every week. And you can play it on Club Force. Ballon Lock are next in, and their results from last week. The letters drawn were L, P, T, and W. 4,100 euro was an offer there, uh, but there was no winners, as I say. Match three winners and sharing 100 euro between them were Mark Wiseman and Gary Corcoran. The next draw takes place on the clubhouse on the 20th of February. I think there's one or two more, possibly. Uh, yeah, Castleton are next. 2,200 euro of a jackpot from last week wasn't won. One, four, 20 and 27. And the lucky dip winners collected 30 euro each were Hilary Newman, Louise Smith, Mark and Kevin Smith, Aidan and Angela Young, and Dara and Rowan McConnell. Navin O'Mahony's from the 7th. 7, 15, 16 and 27 the numbers. No winner of their jackpot match. Three winners sharing €200 euro between them were Kathleen Smith, Mary O'Brien and Shane Flannery. The next draw takes place on the 14th of February with €8,000 euro up for grabs there. Drumbara from last week, uh, €6,100 not won. 6, 13, 14 and 26 the numbers. 30 euro winners were Leanne Weirin, Owen, Meh- Owen Megan, Koa Gogarty, Grace Campbell, and Brian Birmingham. Manal, sorry, Waterstown from last week. The numbers were 4, 11, 16, and 18. No winner of their 5,200 euro jackpot. They had one match three winner who was Lisa Reynolds and collects 100 quid. Next draw takes place 
uh, with €5,300 on offer. You can play via Club Force or pick up an envelope in Curran's Texaco Garage on the Dublin Road. Manalvi from last Monday night, the 6th of February, 3, 11, 13 and 26. No winners of that one. Three twenty euro winners were David Murphy, Adam Murphy and Declan Smith. The next draw takes place tomorrow, uh, Monday the 13th, with 1500 on offer at manalvigfc.ie or you can play it on the Club Force app. Manalti from last Sunday night, uh, or Monday night possibly, the 5th of February, 7,800 euro uh, there, 3, 5, 9 and 13, no jackpot winner, 9 match 3 winners collecting 25 euro each, Jacinta Meehan, Paddy Smith, John Brogan, Julie McCall, Paul Smith, David Murtha, Raymond Owens, Karen Lynch and David Daly. The one uh, special online prize of 50 euro went to Katie Smith and next draw takes place tonight with 8,000 euro on offer there and I have just one more from Simonstown Gales and their results from the 10th of February, which was Friday night, 2,300 euro, not one. The lucky dip winners were Jimmy Fox, Gary Alder and Ashlyn Sheridan. The numbers were 12, 15, 20 and 24. And I don't think people realise, David, the importance of the of the lotto for each club. So look, if you're listening to this and you're not buying a lotto ticket for your local club, go out there and buy one because it's probably the main fundraiser of any club and that's you know coming from my own club like it's 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 the best way for a club to generate a few pounds and you've obviously a chance of winning a few pounds so go out there buy your local lotto ticket and look you never know you could be a few pound richer Davey on to Instagram Interactive have you much? No very little actually this week Al uh, I don't know there's must have known I was on yeah, 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 yeah. They normally come on and slate Mickey Brennan, but uh, they're they're going easy on you. If they had an own your in, maybe they they would have uh, responded a little bit more. But Neil McCann is the first one up, and he said some new faces coming into the ladies' team, ones to watch for championship. Yeah, definitely <clears throat> one that stood out for me from looking at a couple of games. Uh, I thought he from an opening a couple of great shifts there in midfield for for the girls. Uh, I actually nearly fell for her there when she got that breakaway uh, against Galway last week, and the legs just went at the end. But uh, no, there's a couple of you know it's great for for Davy because well, obviously people are going to see the usual head. So like uh, you know it's great for Davy to have new faces in. Anyone impress you, Davy? Yeah, I, I suppose the likes of uh, Kira Smith and Maeve Byrne have got chances. Olivia Callan as well was in for a start last week. But I suppose the two, and, and they were both interviewed on the podcast, were, were Anya Sheridan and, and Neve Galogli. And they're not two new players as such, but they're two players that have got their chance in the first 15. And they're clearly making making good use of it. Um, but you're you're really you're really right in what you say with Davey coming in. There is a real freshness about the panel and... I suppose uh, the supporters are going to have to give them a little bit of time and patience, I suppose, to bet in because it is a bit of a transitional period for the Mead ladies. Obviously, Vicky and uh, Orla Lally to come back in along with Emma Duggan and that will bolster the squad quite considerably when it does happen. But great to see these these emerging talents coming through, I suppose. Great for Davey, especially like, um, you know, using this league campaign to have a look at what he has because obviously this is a tough time for, for Davy Nelson. It was okay for Eamon Murray and um and the guys like where where they were able to know they knew who they had like but Davy obviously has to get 
get acquainted with with a lot of these girls. So no, so far so good. Like obviously, apart from the Dublin results, you know, two good results against Donegal and Galway. The Galway game could have went either way, but on to next week. Exactly. Uh, lucky to be working. Who who you'll probably be familiar with from uh, listening to the podcast, Alan. He said, lad, seriously, get a few of the women uh, mead athletes on it. I, I think he's on about the podcast. Um, we do cover a lot of the ladies' games. I think he wants one of them on one of these. Um, sadly, you're not a woman, Alan. Uh, we, but maybe next time we'll we'll get someone on in place of Mickey. <laughs> uh, but if anyone wants to, to fill in for Mickey the next time, by all means, they're, 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 they're welcome to do it. Uh, problem uh colin o'brien i think could be the last one uh this week and you, you love this one he said the ballon lock uh or he just said ballon lock licking up to the county secretary um go on tell us tell us the backstory of this Al. i see i seen the i seen this like and, and i don't know whether it's the the the, the ballon lock secretary licking up to kieran but i definitely kieran will will, will love this anyway uh, because Kieran loves a little bit of uh, positive news. I'm just going to see if I can and, and pick it up. So, um, obviously, the Ballinot PRO, Susan Farrell, um, did a report up for the Nansini game, and she had this a little extract from the from I th- the. I think it's I think it's in the first first or second paragraph, is it? Uh, well, I, I I'm just going off Kieran's tweet because, again, as I said, no better man to. to, to to blow his own trumpet than Kieran, you know. He goes, <laughs> Kieran said, "Happy to get the win today." And the little snippet from it was, Ballon Law had another goal chance, but they were a- expertly denied by a flying save from Kieran Flynn in the Dunsany net. The current county board secretary showing he's just as impressive in his role on the field as he is off it, too. That serious arse licking there now. Oh, it is, yeah, definitely it is now. I'd say it must have been Benji Smith that took the shot and his little legs probably hadn't got the strength to get it by... Uh, <laughs> so what, Flynn, Flynn had a chance to make, make a, a camera save, was it? Because the shot wasn't yeah, all I'd that was so, made yeah, out to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I love the way you've, no, got, no, you, you've he, got your dig in at Benji as well. <laughs> you know, he has these he, little legs on you, so like that. It's not the strength is gone in them than there than the was years ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I actually I think, think that's it. I, I was late putting it up, Al, uh, the Instagram, but in saying that there's only the three bits, uh, I think, this week. So you, you've got off. Nothing no, from PS Tapes, huh? Nothing from PS Tapes, no. <laughs> PS Tapes, I'd say, is getting ready for the Super Bowl tonight, and yeah, he, I'm sure he, he, he whisked the wife away for Alberta yesterday in order to be free for, for tonight, so... See, he is his he is his little uh, tailgating party ready for tonight. You're looking forward to it as well, I believe. I will, yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah, I look forward to it every year. Um, late night, so I'll be I'll be probably late in the morning. So we'll see. Good man, good man. You enjoyed that. Yeah, that's it, kind of Davy. So again, uh, pop on over to Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. There'll be three pods uh, for this week. There'll be the the club review. Uh, with all the results and the fixtures and predictions for next week. There'll be the review from the Mead Under-20 game with interviews from John McCarthy and Owen Frayne. And then there'll be the Horland pod from the win over Sligo today with interviews from Saoirse Bluffin, Paul Johanrahan and Pa Ryan. So 
hop on over there. As I said, well worth the fiver, $550, and we'll chat to you then. We are Mead. Why? It matters more.